Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. It's a pleasure to be with you as always. Three weeks ago, the Atlanta Braves became the 2021 World Series champion. And while the Braves, the franchise, their fan base, all should have every reason to celebrate being World Series champions every day for the foreseeable future, baseball is truly something that never stops. The grind never stops. And you have to be certain that Alex Anthopoulos and his great staff are doing the best that they can to put this Braves franchise in position to repeat as World Series champions in 2022. Of course, the Daily Hammer is part of the Talking Chop podcast network, which you can find at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So, of course, with the season having finished three weeks ago to the day, many important dates have occurred during the month of November. And one of those important dates was this past Friday, the day when teams needed to finalize their 40-man rosters to protect certain talents from being at risk of being lost due to the Rule 5 draft. I know the Braves, for instance, they they put a few, they added a few intriguing young arms to their 40-man roster so that they can maintain control of them through the offseason and potentially position them to be a part of future Braves bullpens. But of course, the other thing that occurred across baseball was several players were removed from 40-man rosters across baseball, and thus they were designated for assignments. And so once those players were removed from 40-man rosters, of course, another transaction that could follow was them being traded for by other teams. And that is a move that the Braves made, a move that many teams across baseball made yesterday. Last week, the San Francisco Giants designated veteran right-handed relief pitcher Jay Jackson for assignment as they finalized their 40-man roster. Well, today, the or yesterday, the Braves traded for Jay Jackson in exchange for cash considerations, or a player to be named later in cash considerations. They traded for the rights to Jay Jackson and added him to the 40-man roster. In the process, the Braves designated Yon Lopez for assignment. And the thing about it is this, is that you're going to see a lot of this activity. Every offseason, you see this very back end of the 40-man roster activity as teams simply try to position themselves to have as in many intriguing talents on their 40-man roster as possible. And that's the thing that stands out about Jay Jackson. Not some that This is not a move of great significance. As a matter of fact, I would say that it is significantly less relevant than even the Braves going out and get, getting Manny Pena last week to be their backup catcher. 
But with Jay Jackson being on the 40-man roster, there are a few things to take away from this specific move. For one, there is a bit of intrigue when it comes to Jay Jackson. Jay Jackson is a veteran reliever, 34 years old, never has really had a truly significant mark in Major League Baseball. He's bounced around several teams. He's been in the majors and minors since 2008, even pitched a few years in Japan. But he has had the most significant work of his career in the recent past when it comes to his 2019 season with the Milwaukee Brewers and his 2021 season with the San Francisco Giants. Now, in both those years, he did have ERAs above four, his FIP was above four, his XFIP was above four, so nothing just truly outstanding. Actually, his XFIP was a little bit below four in 2019. But what really stands out is the strikeout potential that is there for Jay Jackson. In 2019, over 30 and one-thirds innings, he struck out 13.95 batters over nine innings. Last season, in 14 AAA innings, 15.43 strikeouts per nine innings. And then in the majors last year, 11.63 strikeouts per nine innings. Of course, one of the things that also comes with his high strikeout potential is that he allows a lot of walks. But of course, again, for a veteran reliever who you're simply adding to the very end of your 40-man roster, while there's intrigue, there's also going to be flaws. But the other thing that stands out is, is that the Bray, if the Braves can figure out how to to help Jackson get his slider back to the 2019 levels that it was when it was a very valuable pitch and mix that with what was a very good fastball last year for Jackson. If they could figure out how to work with him to get his fastball-slider combination to be as effective as possible, they could have landed themselves a very good find to add to their bullpen. And that's the other thing that stands out about this beyond Jay Jackson himself and what potentially the Braves could find with his arsenal of pitches. It's the fact that the Braves, once again, seem to be certainly stockpiling right-handed relief options to put in their bullpen for cheap to, you know, stack up behind Luke Jackson. You've already got young options in Jacob Webb, Tuki Tassant, and other Braves pitchers. You certainly hope that a few of these internal options finally do find, you know, their place in the Braves bullpen because they can be controlled for years to come at cheap costs. But... If the Braves can continue to make astute moves where they can bring in veteran relievers who they may be able to work with and everything comes together to click like it possibly could with Jay Jackson's fastball slider combination, and if he could become a high, he could become a very good strikeout potential option out of the bullpen, this could certainly be a find. Again, it's far more likely that Jay Jackson never really makes any type of true mark for the Braves than it is that he does. But this is, again, a move that allows for the Braves to bring in an intriguing arm. And if they hold him on the 40-man roster, look at him in spring training to see if he can get a, to see if he can get a position in the Braves' bullpen. But, of course, while this may not be that significant of a move, there were a few more moves around Major League Baseball on Monday that did carry a bit of significance, including one that really improves the future of one of the Braves in L.A. East Rivals. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, the future of work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Another really fun development from yesterday was the announcement of the 2021 NL and AL Comeback Player of the Year awards in both leagues. And and the recipients of these awards were two of the better and more positive stories of the 2021 season. In the AL, Trey Mancini won Comeback Player of the Year after a very good bounce-back season after he missed the 2020 season due to a personal battle with cancer. He thankfully survived. It seems like long-term health is certainly in good standing for him. And he came back and was able to deliver on his talents and have a very good season for the Orioles. A wonderful development and story and for a very deserving recipient of the 2021 AL Comeback Player of the Year Award, Trey Mancini. And then, of course, there was the 2021 NL recipient, catcher Buster Posey of the Giants, who had set out the 2020 season, came back, had an outstanding bounce back year. This year was a big reason why the Giants were the biggest surprise of the 2021 season, but of course, after this year, Buster Posey announced his retirement in what will likely end up being a Hall of Fame career, a three-time World Series champion, a former NL MVP. Buster Posey absolutely had an outstanding season, and he himself was definitely certainly deserving as well of the honor. Of course, the Giants continue to be the newsmakers of the day. Obviously, the Giants, one thing that has really stood out about them over the past few years has been their track record of really rejuvenating the careers of many pitchers. Kevin Gosman, for instance, a free agent this year, stands out as being a very good example of that. Well, a couple of pitchers that the Giants have had success with over the past couple of years, they have decided to retain. Right-handed starting pitcher Anthony DeSclafani will be staying in San Francisco on a three-year deal to be an important cog in the back end of the Giants rotation. And it also seems as if the Giants are in talks to retain Alex Cobb, former Braves, former Braves farmhand, excuse me, Alex Wood, former Braves farmhand, Alex Wood, who also has found success in San Francisco as well. So it certainly seems like the Giants are not only doing a great job of rejuvenating pitchers that then go elsewhere, like a few have come through the to the Braves after finding success in San Francisco. It truly also seems the Giants are, instead of going after marquee names, going after names that they know have been successful in their system to be able to put together a very strong pitching staff once again. But sticking with starting pitching, perhaps the most significant news of the day is the fact that the Miami Marlins and starting pitcher Sandy Alcantara are are near an agreement on a five-year $55 million deal. The deal possibly could go above $55 million. But while this deal has not been agreed to as of yet, it certainly is significant. Listen, there are 
plenty of teams in the NL East that right now are kind of at a crossroads. You know, when it comes to the Nationals, they're looking at a long rebuild. When it comes to the Mets, they're just, they're just trying to get some, store, some sort of sustainability now with Billy Epler as their general manager. Of course, the Phillies had the NL MVP and the, and the, and the um, NL Cy Young runner-up and were only able to play 500 baseball. So to me, perhaps the team that has the brightest future as of right now moving forward other than the Braves in the in, in the NL East is truly the Marlins because of how awesome of a potential pitching staff they are putting together. Obviously, NL Rookie of the Year candidate Trevor Rogers, a very, very talented pitcher, had his breakout season this past year. They obviously have Sixto Sanchez, they have Pablo Lopez, and now they could potentially have Sandy, Sandy Alcantara for many years to come with this five-year, $55 million extension. And of course, also, if they were to be able to help him right the ship, they've got former top prospect Jesus Lazardo from the Oakland Athletics in the deal that sent Starling Marte to the Athletics at the trade deadline last year. So not only are the Marlins putting together a very talented pitching core for the future, they're also now starting to retain them, and that truly could be a very tough test for the Braves moving forward. It does seem like the Marlins, if now that they've got the arms in place, if they can fill out the rest of their team and they've got some exciting young talents to do it, they really could be a team that will be facing off against the Braves for many years to come when it comes to the NL East. Of course, we'll have you covered as quickly as possible and as thoroughly as possible when it comes to any other news in regards to the Atlanta Braves. Make sure you stick here with the Talking Chop Podcast Network, either myself via the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast itself, or the Road to Atlanta podcast. If the Braves acquire or send out Major League talent, or if the Braves acquire or send out Minor League talent, either way, we've got you covered here on the Talking Chop podcast network via TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Always a pleasure. Go Braves! Your 2021 World Series champions officially for three weeks. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Ham. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>